What do you do when you're running late and you have a lot to get done? Gotta go fast! Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watching Mondays at the Movies. As always, I'm your host, Larry. I always promise a shorter episode. I think this one actually will be. Um, this week I'm talking about two movies that... I, I'm going to be frank with it. There isn't a whole lot that really needs to be said about either. Um, mostly because they're, they're two kind of movies where if you are into them, you kind of already know you're into them. There's not much that I can say that's going to probably swing you one way or another. Um, also the movie that I really wanted to see this week was, is apparently still in previews and is not playing near me, which womp womp. I mean, it, it happens. That's one of the drawbacks of living in a kind of spot where I can't you know, New York is close by, but I can't always just like run up there. Um, it's a little cost prohibitive to cross the bridges or go through the tunnel sometimes. Um, but eventually I will, you know, be able to see that movie uh, and you will hear all about it. But this week, what I have for you, I'm going to talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and I'm going to talk about the sequel to to boy to all the boys I love. Um, P.S. I love you um, on Netflix. So sit tight. I'll be right back. So the first movie that I'm talking about this week is Sonic the Hedgehog. So for those of you who don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog is a blue talking hedgehog. He is a star of the video game series of the same name produced by Sega. Um, back in the day, Sega was basically Nintendo's biggest rival and now they are kind of like a gun for hire. They make video games for just about every system. Um, and Sonic is still kind of their flagship character. Um, Sonic has been through the ringer. He's had good games, bad games. Uh, he's had television shows. He's had an Archie comic. So there's a lot to work with, with kind of making this film. And it seems like just in watching it, it seems like they just kind of throw a whole bunch of stuff in it. So the basic premise of Sonic the Hedgehog. The movie is Sonic is from another world. Um, he has to flee that world when he is attacked by some kind of unknown assailants. But if you see the movie, you might recognize or or be able to figure out like what tribe or family attacks him. Um, and so he ends up on Earth uh, where he basically grows up and uh, just more or less lives in the shadows, trying not to be seen. Um, and that brings him into, you know, contact with the locals there after, you know, one bad day kind of leads him to expose himself. And then kind of hilarity and adventure ensues as he 
tries to kind of protect those that he now cares about. Um, it's a pretty standard fare kids adventure movie. Um, it's not as sprawling as you might think. Um, there are just a few, uh, it, it, it's, it's weird because like for me, like I didn't think there was a whole lot that you could do with Sonic. And I feel like this film in a way kind of proved that there wasn't a whole lot that you can do with Sonic. Not saying that it's bad. I think this movie is fine. I think, um, you know, a couple of the standouts that I will give, I, I think Ben Schwartz does a good job at voicing Sonic. I don't think all of the comedy works all the time, but you know, he does a, he does a good job of voicing the character. He feels right for it. Um, James Marsden, who plays like the human, I'm going to call him the human sidekick, but he's kind of like the, the, the person that I imagine in a, in a sense, adults are supposed to, uh, kind of, uh, see themselves in. Um, he does a pretty good job. I mean, James Marsden is, is a good actor. I, I wish he had, you know, more meaty roles than just this, but you know, he's doing what he can do. Um, Jim Carrey is, he, he's good. I mean, like, you know, it's a different type of Robotnik uh, that I'm used to. So Jim Carrey plays Sonic's main rival, Dr. Robotnik very different, very crazy. Um, it's good to see Jim Carrey being like good old off the wall, Jim Carrey. I, I, you can tell that he is having so much fun doing this role and just kind of getting to be a bit zany. Um, and, uh, that's actually one of the places where I, I found this film kind of interesting because like he is kind of intimidating and mean and like, you know, sometimes I, I feel like in these kids movies, they don't always make the villain actually kind of, um, I guess, uh, upsetting is the right word for it. And I, I think they found a lot of ways to make his character kind of mean and upsetting and it, it, it kind of worked. Um, I'm just wondering how kids took it. Um, you know, obviously he's a bit different than what you might be used to in the video games, but you know, that's what it is. Um, you know, there are a couple of other characters in this film. Um, you know, Tika Sumter plays James Marsden's uh, wife and she's a vet and that factors into the story somehow. Um, Natasha Rothwell uh, makes an appearance for some comedy, you know, and, and there, there really aren't a whole lot of other characters that need to be mentioned. I mean, there's, there's the core cast and just the adventures that they go on. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of controversy when the movie first came out because of the CG that was used to animate Sonic and people hated it. Um, and I think it probably was the right decision to redo some of that. Um, would it have actually changed the content of the movie? I don't think so. Um, but I think uh, from just like a visual standpoint, it looks right. And uh, given one of the post credit scenes, it made me glad that they changed the style because I have no idea what certain things would have looked like had they not. Like, I, I think certain things might have looked kind of grotesque. But, you know, what I would say is, you know, for most of the audience of this podcast, like, I, I'm not going to really tell you to run out and go see Sonic um, unless you really want to. If you're a video games fan, you know, you're 
probably you'll find some enjoyment in it you know again it's not it's not the greatest film ever it is fine like it is the epitome of fine um some fun moments you know it's not but it, it's it's nothing it's 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 no paddington that's the way i would describe it you know like i don't know if any of you have seen the paddington films but like they are what i would consider great like family movies um this is not that this is just this is fine grab some popcorn have yourself a good time don't think about it too much um so if that's what you're going for go do it otherwise you could probably wait for it on on streaming the other film that i'm going to talk about today or movie is actually on streaming already and that is uh part two of to all the boys i love uh this one is p.s i still love you um following the continued adventures of laura jean in her quest for love um this one is a bit of you know, it's, it's a challenge because when the first To All the Boys I Loved Before film came out, it, it kind of came at this perfect moment um, where everybody, you know, it was it was in a way it was this opportunity for Netflix to really flex its muscles as a place for these kind of romantic dramas, romantic comedies to come out um, and to be better than they have any right to be. And, you know, so the sequel definitely had a lot of weight on its shoulders in a lot of ways because people are coming to it and they're going to expect the magic of that first film. Um, and I think it would be unfair to say that it doesn't live up to that completely um, because I think in a lot of ways it does exactly what it needs to do as a sequel um you know the problem is not so much that this film isn't good because i think i think lana condor and noah centineo um still put in good performances as their characters um jordan fisher comes in as john ambrose and i i think he does a, a pretty good job at what he's doing the supporting cast are still good. Um, but I think one of the issues that you see with this movie is just that, what do you, what do you do when it feels like, you know, the, the love story that you had is told. So basically the premise of this film is that one of the letters that Laura Jean's sister had sent, one of the love letters she had written a long time ago, um, makes it into the hands of an old friend, John Ambrose and, he suddenly reappears in Laura Jean's life at a point where she is kind of in a way questioning her related her relationship with Peter Kavinsky. And it's like, cool, there's your drama, there's your inciting incident. Uh, where do you go from here? And you know, the the problem is again, it's it's one of those things where it, it feels like you're forcing there to be an issue with this relationship when there shouldn't be. And I think that's like one that's, I think that's part of the story being told here. I, I think that's something that we are supposed to feel as an audience in, in a sense. Um, but I don't know. It was just kind of challenging. Like I never, 
I never felt kind of the magic that I felt from the first film. Um, and I think that's that's always going to be the challenge with with these types of sequels. Um, I think, you know, again, I think visually, I think they do everything right. I think the music is fantastic. Um, there's a lot to love here. If you love these characters, you're still going to love them. Um, though you might be a little annoyed with Lara Jean. I found myself being a little bit annoyed with her. Um, but, I, but again, I mean, that's that's romantic movies often, you know, when when they when the conflicts arrive, you find yourself being frustrated with the characters because, you know, in a sense, you as someone viewing these these movies feels like nobody would act this way. No one would have this reaction to thing reaction to this thing. But like in actuality, I, I think a lot of us do react and really poor ways to to the situations that are introduced to us so um it's not that that's unrealistic i think it's 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 just kind of frustrating watching certain characters go through certain things um especially when you know as someone watching it like you can figure out what the situation actually is um you know and it's 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 that I think it's also the challenge of like watching these things when you're older um, because you're you're technically watching a high school drama and these characters are supposed to be in high school. And so their reactions, their mentality makes sense for a person in high school. And not to say that older people don't have these same reactions or go through these same things. Um, but when you're sitting at it, you know, sitting in front of it, looking at it from the perspective of somebody who is out of school completely and you're just like, why are you doing this? You know, you, you gotta kind of step back and 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 put yourself back in kind of high school person shoes. Um, so what I would say, still cute, uh, still really love the cast, still really love the way that this was shot, love the music. Um, just from a story perspective, I, I was a little unsure of how they would kind of keep this going. I don't know if it was really that effective or that necessary personally um i know the third one is already i believe it's in post-production now so that'll be around the corner i i don't know if they're gonna save it for next february or if they're gonna release it earlier um but i i also kind of find myself wondering you know and again like i, I haven't read the books like these you know these aren't things that i'm really i'm not really interested in reading the books but you know, if you present the movie to me, I will watch it. I, I find myself wondering what on earth the last story could possibly be, because I mean, I'm sure it revolves around another letter or letters, um, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's really necessary. Um, and I, I hate to leave you on that note, but I mean, that's that's just how I feel about it. I, I don't know if another To All The Boys movie is necessary. I don't know if this one was necessary. I love the characters, but like, why? So that does it for another episode of Stay Watching Mondays at the Movies. Yeah, it was a fast episode, right? It's, you can get to other things. You can listen to another podcast, probably. I don't know if someone else has a 
15-ish minute podcast for your drive or whatever you're doing, but hopefully you can find one. Um, let me know what you think. Do you agree, disagree? Did you love Sonic? Do you think everybody should see it? Do you love uh, PS I Still Love You? Um, or did you find it lacking too? Did you want a little bit more from it? Um, did, did Lara Jean annoy you at, at any point? I, I found myself getting a little annoyed with her, but um, let me know what you thought at LarryTron pretty much everywhere on social media. Feel free to email me your thoughts, Larry at lm2photo.com. If you could, please, please, please drop me a review on iTunes or wherever you can drop a um, <laughs> drop a review. It helps a lot. It helps other people find this show. And I would love for a lot of other people to find this show um, just so I can have a conversation with movies about a lot more people. Um, so look forward to uh, some other episodes that are going to be coming out soon. There is another episode which will be dropping this week. Um, just you wait for it. Uh, I haven't decided which one it's going to be yet, um, but I think you're going to find it interesting or at least fun. So um, stick around for that. Uh, keep an eye on your feed. Um, so as always, stay watching, fam. Peace. Peace.